are now connected with Enclave for Entrepreneurs at O'Hare International Airport in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. Enclave O'Hare, the local to global learning and earning center for entrepreneurs and their influencers. Tonight's monthly conversation was titled Fraud, Founders, Funders, and Freud. We explored the hidden brain of fraudsters for entrepreneurs and their influencers. Here are the takeaways from our April event. Yeah, so Mark Wilton, we own a real estate investment portfolio in the western suburbs of Chicagoland. Um, we're at a point now where we're looking to expand uh, to help other investors with construction, property, and maintenance management. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's What's awesome. the name of your company? Uh, Al Hood Investments. Very cool. Uh, and okay. both Apex Renovations. So. Yeah, awesome. So, are you a member of Enclave or is this your... I officially am, yeah. My first official uh, meeting or conversation tonight. So Very cool. Great. So, uh, coming into it, did you have a set of expectations of what you thought it might be, or you know, did this kind of line up with what your thoughts were? It, it lined up. I know John Dallas. I've, I've uh, had experience hearing John Dallas and David Morrison uh, talk, so mm-hmm. yeah, kind of had some expectation, and it was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, coming from, I actually, my background before I uh, went into, I work for a uh, uh, technology and HR company now, but... Prior to doing that, uh, I actually worked for a couple of different engineering companies, so I'm familiar with your uh, um, with your industry and and you know the the stereotype can be right. You know, construction there's a lot of opportunity for for uh, fraud in that light. And tonight was all about you know fraudsters and you know being able to identify them as as a you know a business owner. So uh, in your experience, you know what did you a, a what did you learn tonight? And B did you have any experiences that maybe you'd change a little bit after what you learned? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I've experienced enough of it. I've seen guys, I mean, I've seen guys walk away with money. I've, uh, what I was interested in hearing tonight about was the psychology behind it. Like, mm-hmm. it's 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 a tough challenge in the field. Um, right. So, yeah, it's some of the takeaways, obviously, just kind of being able to identify them. I do a lot of vetting on, on, on recruiting other contractors uh, within construction management. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the the whole typical model is go out and get the three bids. So you got to try and figure out not only where the price sits versus the scope, but also yep. the intangibles that they bring to the table. Are they trustworthy? Are they are they full of integrity? Are they going to do what they say they're going to do? Sure. So maybe you can get references, but whoever gives a bad reference, right? <laughs> that's it too. That's it. So really, it's trying to dig behind the curtain and pull back the curtain and see what's going on. And yeah, and it's the biggest it's the biggest challenge of the industry. Sure. Yeah, a lot of so, different companies working on one project, and they're all pulling folks from. Maybe they are their folks. Maybe they're contracting that out. A lot of different for sure dynamics for sure. in your business. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so in general, um, you know, when you think about, you know, self-awareness as a business owner and those kind of things, I'm assuming that's a big part of the reason why you joined Enclave. Um, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what you've learned so far just from knowing John and maybe some things that you've learned since kind of coming to these events? Yeah, I mean, the exciting thing about Enclave is not just focusing on the, uh, the practical side of building a business, the sales, the marketing, those sort of techniques, the finance, but more so the psychology behind why you'd build a business or i mean it's such a challenging role Mm -hmm. to to really kind of push forward and put yourself out there to build build something out of scratch Mm -hmm. that not enough is put onto onto the the founder themselves or Mm -hmm. or the partner themselves so um i mean honestly i'm excited to spend more time here i'm i'm interested to learn more about myself and what 
personally I can bring to my own business because you don't give enough thought about that. So. Yeah, well, and, and a lot of feedback that I've gotten from talking to folks like yourself is I'm so busy, I don't have time to possibly focus on myself. Well, obviously that's a problem because the more you can have you know, an understanding of yourself and a focus on yourself, the better your business is going to be overall. That's uh, what they call it. They call it the, the working on the business instead of in the business. Yep. So often you get into the weeds and the operational things need to get done, but you don't take a step back, take a breath and go, hey, I could have done this better or what can I learn about that or learn about myself. So Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And anything else that you would say to, you know, fellow entrepreneurs that are, you know, either unaware of Enclave or maybe you're, um, you know, I've yet to come check it out. Yeah, I mean, just turn up and knock on the door and see what's inside. I mean, that's honestly, that's all I did. Um, on a, I, I didn't know, I knew John, so literally came, knocked on the door and said, hey, what's going on over here? So get involved. It's great. Very cool, man. Thank Excellent. you. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Absolutely. you do and and maybe why you come down Clay. my name is doug petrocious i'm the principal consultant for dynamic performance consulting i joined the enclave because i like to be connected with uh different entrepreneurs and different people like myself this is a new passion for me i started my company about a year ago okay so yeah and what do and, you guys do uh we do change management uh, i do connect business to business relationships I do a lot in the local government sphere. Yeah. I help businesses get into local government, but then I also help uh, local governments get through different special project assignments. And then I'm also run this organization. I'm the program director for an organization called Select Chicago, which yep. is a foreign direct investment program. So. Excellent. Um, so tonight was all about uh, fraudsters and, and how they're always trying to get, you know, founders and, and funders and all that kind of stuff. Uh, in particular, was there anything that you learned tonight uh, that maybe you, you weren't aware of before? Well, uh, I have read read Dr. Morrison's book. I bought okay. it and read it. So uh, some of it was a refresher. But it never fails to surprise me just how many people um, go into Like they said, they don't realize they're going to do it. They don't decide. They don't wake up and decide to do it. They all rationalize for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the same thing. I mean, it's a much smaller scale, but it's, it's like they said that, you know, no one's not driven five miles over the speed limit and everyone rationalizes for some reason, right? Mm -hmm. So they're like, everybody else is going, yeah, fast, everyone, right? I got to keep up with the flow of traffic. All right. I got to yeah. get somewhere on time or, yep. or even somebody told me once that they don't give a ticket below, <laughs> right? you know, how many, you know, and you rationalize it, but you're yeah. doing it. Um, in my experience, I worked in local government for 16 years, and what I found was that it's just a matter of honesty. Mm -hmm. So many, and that's the other thing, it's almost more costly and difficult to detect uh, fraud in the, in the sense of um, time, mm -hmm. uh, which can often be duped by just being dishonest. Mm -hmm. And that was some of the challenges I've experienced in the work. In for, regards to someone's been within an organization for a very long time? Yeah, or, or and, just someone misappropriating uh, their hours, someone okay. saying where they're going to be and they're yeah. not, or yeah. someone just wasting time on the day and reducing productivity. And that, to me, clearly the hard, you know, binary decision of dollars and, and millions of dollars being wasted, of course, is is bad of course and mm -hmm. illegal but it's even more difficult from an employer manager entrepreneur mm -hmm. starting your business to find out and to detect how much time is really being wasted and that's another element and layer of fraud which obviously 
in the time we had here didn't get into, but I know mm-hmm. that my personal experience, that's something that you always be cognizant of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I learned is he talked about that just because someone is highly educated, yes. that doesn't mean that they're any less, you know, likely to, you know, commit fraud. It's yes. just they at a higher level rationalize why they're doing it, right? Yes. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, in my experience in government there was a instance of that. I guess it's public, but I'm not going to mention it. But there was a local government agency. It wasn't a city or a county or anything, mm-hmm. but it was a different type of agency. And there was a person there who everyone swore up and down that he was one of the smartest people that they ever knew. And yet he was convicted of stealing lots of money from this organization. And so yeah. it's, it, yeah, you, you, you create this idea in your head, this image of somebody with you know, a sack and, and, and a mask or something going to steal <laughs> yeah. from the organization. or In the vault. <laughs> exactly, actually packeting things or slipping, taking an extra dollar off the top or yeah. something. But, no, it's, it's it's yeah, I mean, it was, I think this person was um, working with his secretary to forge uh, tuition reimbursements. And mm-hmm. it was like maybe $500 at a time or something like that to get a degree somewhere or something. And it was just, you know, those instances that no one ever checks until an auditor came around. Mm-hmm. And there was a different auditor, the same auditor, different people. And they were right. like, hey, what's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and, Something uh, fishy here. And those are all, yeah, those those controls, checks mm-hmm. and balances, multiple people doing things. Yeah. You know, those are all very important. And it's just, but it all comes down to trust. It just, mm-hmm. you know, if you, you could have someone, you could have an audit-free company with one person doing it all the time. It's not a good practice, but you right. could if that person was trustworthy enough to do so. Yeah. So, um but uh, yeah, that's yeah. It's just good to reinforce. It's good to listen. And mm-hmm. uh, the other thing I thought was interesting too is is also um, as I read in Dr. Morrison's book, and they touched on at the beginning, is person who takes too much um, works too much. You know, mm-hmm. you always employers <laughs> love people that works a ton, mm-hmm. but they said is like some of them a detector is people who are constantly at work and only wanting. To control their own domain, right? Because sure. they're protecting their thing. And the minute they go on vacation, someone else steps in to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. So I know it's kind of a weird thing, but I mean, no, if you, you I, really do find someone who never takes time off, you might want to encourage them to take them out for their benefit and for you to be able to take a look at things. For sure. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. You just mentioned that you know you you obviously are very familiar with um, and it's an organization specific for leaders of companies CEOs. Yes, it's, and, CEO, it's specifically for CEOs. Got it. Okay, it's so, through your organization, yeah. Got it. And these are folks who are leading a company, leading people, doing all sorts of things. Yes. Um, you know, in regards to advancing an organization and, and moving it yeah. in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you know this is needed. And when you say this, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the education and the self-reflection of self-awareness, metacognition, yes. all the things that they talk yeah. about. Um, can you maybe dive in a little bit more in regards to why you feel like it's so needed? Well, you're superficial. Okay, for example, somebody wants to scale their business or they want to raise capital or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of emotional energy mm-hmm. into that, yeah. whether you feel valued, whether mm-hmm. you feel worthy, yep. your ask your right. presence in that communication non-verbally mm-hmm. when you're doing your presentation in front of an investor, yep. you need to be game on mm-hmm. in all ways, mm-hmm. not just the numbers on the table because it's a marriage. Right. It's a relationship. And how is that relationship going to go? And we do some really great things at CEO Space. Mm-hmm. We are relationship-based. Sure. But... 
this component, I think, is a deeper dive, mm -hmm. a real authentic entrepreneur to entrepreneur, friend to friend, because mm -hmm. we make major deals mm -hmm. at CO Space, mm -hmm. but this is a missing link mm -hmm. that we all are looking for. It's not just one person's opinion. Mm -hmm. I think all of us want a safe place to be. Yep. They want to be able to be genuine mm -hmm. um, and transparent. Yeah. So that they can feel secure enough to scale to the way they want to go. And that's what you just said is very interesting because one of the things that stuck with me ever, and I've you know been coming to these events mm -hmm. um, for a long time now, but you know in particular you think about you know like a strong leader and you know maybe uh, as an example a very uh, financially thinking person, right? Mm -hmm. You know, very rational in their business decisions and they make decisions based off numbers and data, right? Big mm -hmm. data is a thing that you hear a lot today. And all those things are great, and all those things are going to help you make better business decisions. But one of the things that uh, one of the more one of the Dr. Morrison's taught was human beings cannot make a decision without feeling an emotion. Yes. And right. in particular, you're talking about an entrepreneur. So this is mm -hmm. somebody who's it's their baby. Yeah. This business is their baby. So even though they're making decisions and they're moving in a very rational kind of linear way, and you're thinking, okay, this is how we're going to advance the company and. Um, you know, you can have all the business sense in the world, but what about how does that make you feel? Right. And, and how is that playing into the decisions that you're making, whether you're consciously or subconsciously realizing that, right? So there you have it. Takeaways from attendees of our April 2018 conversation at Enclave. For all of our listeners, be sure to remember fraud comes in all shapes and sizes. For more information on our monthly conversations at Enclave, please visit enclaveforentrepreneurs.com. Thanks for listening.